Breaker breaker. The following one, nine. is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Well, you got three quarters of it right. That's a passing grade, huh? Good enough. All right. Where I come from, that's a great. <laughs> At LSU, does that yeah. get you a degree? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, welcome to the Cowboys break. We're out here celebrating a three-day grand opening event of the Entertainment District here at the Star. I'm Mike Marshall. I don't know if you're familiar with me or not. That's all right. Get I'll do there. my best. This is Nick Eatman to my right. right, your left, Ambar Garcia over here, and David Hellman, the normal crew, <laughs> here trying to entertain you for an hour or so as you uh, enjoy all that we have up here at the Star. Hey, Pretty guys. Fancy, huh? Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> On three, everybody yell. Hey. <laughs> we, hey, I'll say this. This is great weather for American people. Not, <laughs> not my people. This is kind of too chilly for me, but this is weather. Training camp weather. Are you insane? It, You're cold like right now? This is too chilly for you? A little bit. But it's great for American, right? You yeah. guys are feeling good. It's, a little worried this, this morning <laughs> about the fog, but uh, oh, look, look what we got. Yeah. Every, you got people out here walking around. You got, you know, 10 different restaurants are open. Mika Casino. Guys in coats. Yeah, I, I we wore blazers. That's how you know it's a big deal. Yeah, I think you, you know? wore your uh, hors d'oeuvre like no, handing is, out this jacket <laughs> that I see sometimes. This is the swag jacket. Whenever you bring the rolled shrimp, the bacon rolled no. shrimp around to people, you're wrong. That's the jacket that I see. No, but, I did not uh, get the memo. By the way, I didn't know oh, this was such a fine. fancy event. You're always dressed better. You're gonna wear a sport coat anyway. Where's your coat? A little nicer. Where's your coat? Well, uh, as you see behind us, there will be a Pat Green concert tonight. We might just go back there and break open some instruments and see how bad we can uh, sound to drive people away. You're excited about this so. Pat Green, aren't you? It's a cool thing, man. Yeah. It's a pretty cool thing. Texas I mean, country? Why not? It's opening day baseball. We're like, oh, watch us. We got our own opening day. We got our own opening day out here, and it's the entertainment district. We got Connie Rosa uh, making some contributions, City Works, Concrete Cowboy, Cow Tipping Creamery, uh, Demario. I'm not going to name them all, but uh, some fantastic stuff up here if you want to get up your buns up here and have a good day this weekend. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three-day grand opening. Uh, come join us up here at the Star in Frisco. We get this stuff every day, so it's kind of old hat to us. But I think if you come up here for the first time, you're going to go, wow. No, yeah. Absolutely. This is pretty yeah. neat. Well, even if you haven't been here in two weeks, it's like, oh, I didn't know that yeah. opened up or that place opened up. I mean, and, and A that's new dancing place for you. Well, that's yeah. not the one I go to. Oh, it's actually a different one? Oh, okay. But I might if it's just this convenient. It's right you across know? the street from the office. Yeah, how so could you not? Definitely. I, I'm definitely going to switch something else over here that's right over there. So uh, conveniency is, is the get some key. Get you some boots over there. Maybe. I can see you in some boots. How many boots you own? Um, zero. Zero boots? No boots. You've lived in Texas your whole life. Sorry. People, people think it's weird that I've lived in Texas for five years and I don't have a pair of boots. A little weird. I know. Sorry. No. Dave and I had this hypothetical. You get hired at your dream job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you have to wear a cowboy hat to work every single day. And boots. And boots. The whole get up every single day. You got to dress like Rowdy every day. Be like, oh, hey, there's Jay Domacek. <laughs> I'm in. Who's the, the winner? Record. He was the winner of our top moves of March bracket. Was he the real winner, though, or just the people's champ? Well, what's the difference? Well, there's a difference. Okay. You know. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll be here for the next hour. There might be a player. Who knows? I don't know where we're going to fit them over here. They uh, might just stand down there and just, like, look at us and yell back and forth. Yeah. We'll make it work, though. Well, they got to find a way to get up their way up to the front. Here. Right. Pretty cool, and thank you for everybody that put this together. Chris Beam, 
working his butt off this morning, getting this together. All the guys out there, we're going to try and entertain you for about an hour, if that's possible, and uh, do a Cowboys break thing like y'all usually do. And I'm going to fill in for Derek and see if we can get him kicked off the podcast permanently. You're nice. doing a better job <laughs> wow. than Derek. Into <laughs> perpetuity. Oh, wow. Just stay in L.A. It's totally fine. Yeah. We got this. No, just take some time off during a bit, one of the biggest weeks of the year. <laughs> cool. No doubt. Me and Dave are uh, working on, I don't know, six hours of sleep. Got yeah. in last night from the Texas Triangle Tour, which you will know more about was in the coming awesome? days. It was pretty cool, man. It was fun. It was pretty cool. Was we'll, a do a whole, we'll, do a, we'll do a whole block on it. Uh, here in a little bit. Cliff Notes version, real quick. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Um, a lot of players, not a lot of great players, but still fun to stand next to a scout while they're watching a dude and taking notes and going, ah, this, 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 and you're, like, picking his brain. It's pretty neat, man. Yeah, if you're big on the draft, it's it's a good time. Well, yeah, and like Mike said, we'll have some more content on it soon. But, yeah, I mean, more, not so much A&M, but more players than I'm used to seeing at Texas in the time I've lived here. Yeah. I yep. mean, we've seen some. We've seen them go over a few times in the years that I've been down here. I don't think that's going to happen. Four guys year. got in a truck, went down to College Station, mm-hmm. went to, then went to Austin the next day, came back. Yep. Good times. And we'll have a cool little video on Bugged it. Bugged the heck out of some scouts, made us give them, uh, made them give us some access, nice. talked to a lot of NFL people, yep. um, talked to some players that might go first, second round, Christian Kirk, Malik Jefferson. So a lot of coverage last couple of days, and we're going to turn that into something real fancy for you to put your eyeballs on in the next uh, coming days. But uh, let's get to some uh, pressing topics. Who Owners' said meetings. Was, who said it was chilly? She did. God. But she's yeah. he's got the... Got the shoulders yeah, out. Yeah, you need sleeves. Yeah. Guns out. Guns out over here. Sun's so. out, guns out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll make it work, though. Um, all right. Des. I want this Des thing to go away, and it just won't. Nope. And I think it's because we all assumed uh, the tough uh, honey we need to talk conversation had already happened uh, we maybe a week ago. We were we, wrong. We, we assumed this was water under the bridge, and then we go to the owner's meeting in uh, Orlando. Uh, we send uh, producer Kent down there. And he sticks a camera in front of uh, Steven's face, and Steven's very, uh, hey, we'll talk about Dez whenever we need to talk about Dez. Yeah. Next question. We'll talk about Dez whenever we need to talk about Dez. If you're ready for the Dez thing to go away, can, oh. can I share a quote with you from Jerry Jones from like five minutes ago? Yeah. He said, uh, he said uh, he's kidding. It's Jerry Jones. He's not being 100% serious. But he said, I actually told Dez not to come in because I don't want to talk to him because I want the questions to keep going because I want us to stay in the news. That's so... <laughs> I mean, some truth and some joke sometimes. You know, like, like the truth is buried underneath the joke, you yeah. know. So that's kind of that type of deal. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I want it to go away too. I just want to know. Mm-hmm. I want to know what this team's game plan is at wide receiver because you could convince me of anything right now. Like, I really, yeah. the only thing I'm positive of right now is that uh, Alan Hearns is going to be on this team in 2018. And he's going to wear number 17. Other than and he's going to play wide receiver. Yeah, other than that, you could really convince me just about anything. Like, I don't think wide receivers off the table in the draft. I don't think Dez's job security is secure. I think this team would listen to offers for their other receivers if somebody wanted to give them one. Not that they have any, but if somebody called, I think they'd listen. It's, just, it's clear that they're not satisfied with their wide receiver core as it's currently constructed. That's kind of my impression as it is right now. And they're trying to act nice. They're playing nice, right? Yeah. They're saying, oh. uh, want him back. He's going to be here. Love the guy. Uh, but then at the end of every, you know, that fourth question that gets asked on the same topic, you can't help but be a little honest on it. And Jerry yesterday had a day, or not yesterday, day before yesterday, had an interesting quote that said, we can live with how much money that we have allocated to the wide receiver position right now. We can live with that so long as we get better production mm. from that position. And that allows Zeke to be the player Zeke needs to be. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. 
that the focus, everything rounds its curve and points right back to the running game and Ezekiel Elliott. So I don't know what it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't. I don't think think, so. I don't think so. I mean, we've again, yeah. uh, Zeke has been pretty calm this off season. We he hasn't been on any headlines or anything like that. Cabo trip last week. Did you see that? Took the the offensive lineman. That was just golf. That's chill though. uh, Nothing, you know, that we're still talking about or anything (laughs) like major, you know, scandalous. Right. But the point here is, we've seen how this team reacts when Zeke is not there on the field. And we've seen how they react when certain other players are not there, like Sean Lee, etc. Mm-hmm. But specifically Zeke, they need to be better at the wide receiver position, regardless of the running game. So when that time comes that you need to throw the ball, you can throw it and not always be dependent on the running game. I feel you. I feel you. Third and long comes along and it's we can't hand off to Zeke on third and long. we got to have somebody get open. Exactly. I understand. Yeah. And what catch you think, the ball. Yeah, I, are you done? Are you done guessing? Nick's no, got I'm a furtive look no, on his face. No, I, I just think that uh, good word. It's real simple. I mean, even though it's really complicated, I think it's going <laughs> to be simple at the same time. I think that you know they're not talking about 65 other players that they need to have meetings with. They That's need to, true. They need to meet with Des. They're going to try to lower his salary. That's what they're going to do, and, and they're going to say, "Let's lower this salary." And then when he says no, then they're going to figure out from there. Okay. Because uh, Jerry just said, we can live with it. Yeah, you can live with it as long as the production's better. But the production's not going to be better before you have to make the decision. You have to make the decision now. Right. So I, I think it's going to be pretty much take it or leave it. Like, this is what we want to lower your salary to. I think that there's strategies of why they're waiting. They, you know, they, they're letting other players and other people sign and spend their money. And they're going to, I mean, it's pretty much lowballing them. Yeah. Saying, this is this is what's going to happen. And I think. I, I think you're right, and it's business, and there's a strategy to it. But just, just do whatever you're gonna do. Like, have the conversation, release him if that's what you want to do. Keep him. I just do something. Cause act, and this wasn't Jerry Jones. This was just a conversation I had with somebody over at this press conference for the grand opening, and they were like, "Well, they're gonna figure it out. They're not gonna let him twist." And I was like, yeah. uh, "It kind of feels like twisting he's, right now. He's been twisting for about three months. Yeah. So for you to say that." They're not going to let him twist. What do you think has been happening since the season ended? Because yeah. that's how I view it. You know, when the media guide in the next year comes out and it's going to have all-time leading receivers and catches and touchdowns, Des Bryant's going to be number one on that list. That, and that's um, and not to cut you off, but that was kind of my point is uh, he's he, Des Bryant is not on the level of DeMarcus Ware. Uh, just in turn, you know, DeMarcus Ware is going to the Hall of Fame. I don't know if Des Bryant is yet, but um, you're talking about a guy that is etched in Cowboy history forever, regardless of whether or not he plays another down. So uh, it kind of like just be a little bit more above board with one of your greatest players in recent memory. I mean, right. Des is one of the five or six best players of the post triplets era. Right. That's yeah. that's unquestionable. Right. I mean, he's. He is the face of the modern franchise, or oh, yeah. one of them at least. That, that's for sure. Like production-wise, you know, it's debatable top five, but in the fans' hearts, he's he's, he's one, right? Absolutely one of them. If not the one, he's one of about three. So, just be a little bit more more above board. Figure this thing out. Like, I would. It would be a shame if they waited until after the draft to see what they get in the draft. I could totally see it. It's it's smart business. I mean, that makes sense to me. It's very smart business, but I just I think there's a certain level of decorum 
expected when you're dealing with a franchise great. And yeah. I, w- I wouldn't, I would be disappointed to see that happen. So the assumption is that they are waiting for the draft. Now, that's the only conclusion I can come to now when let's we know just, that they haven't had the talk yet. Right. So let's suppose they're not able to get a top wide receiver that you would want on this team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you still wanting to make that decision to figure out with Des or are you keeping him? I think, he's back, right? I think that's why Jerry says we can live with it. Like yeah. that phrasing to me implies we would like to better our circumstances, right. but we can deal with this if we have to. One thing Stephen Jones was saying, too, is that they, they pretty much they have four or five priorities going into free agency. They wanted to get some linebacker depth. This is not in order, but they, they wanted to get re- some wide receiver depth. They wanted to get some uh, depth at linebacker after losing Hitchens and Wilbur. They wanted to, to get some um, um, offensive line sure. Uh, depth for sure. And they wanted to get a, a quality safety that can start. So they haven't done that yet, mm-hmm. and that's still out there. Yeah. And I think I think this whole thing comes down to that. Dez is that card that they're waiting. If they can they they can live with playing with Dez, nothing else comes along. They go to the draft. They get a safety maybe. Hey, they're feeling good about things. Dez can stay on this roster. But if Seattle calls and says, you know what, we'll take just a second. So okay. Down. Yeah. Yeah. But you still have to fit that money into cap. And what's right. the best way to shave that money out? Right. So I, I think I think there's still he's not going to stop the Earl Thomas thing until he makes it happen. Honestly, it, it's I it, it's not just going to will it in the in being. I, in close. I'd rather have another guy actually. Oh, go ahead. I don't care what he does really. I know the Cowboys care about what players do before the game, uh-huh. but I don't. Oh, so, thirty-five mm-hmm. out in San Francisco. Oh, Eric Reed, okay, old LSU boy. I'm in. I don't think you can sell me on that. I mean, I don't think fans do either. You yeah. know, I mean, he's, he's not if he can not if he's playing well at safety. They don't. No, I yeah. think he's a better player than than Earl Thomas. I, well, too, I right? think he's a better fit. Okay. I'm sorry, right. he's a better Earl investment okay. to okay. make than Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas would be better right now, but I think Eric Reed can. I feel the same way about Kenny Vaccaro. Spe- yeah. And you know, I, I don't think he's like the true center fielder safety that you would prefer, but. Uh, what he brings to the table, and you could package him with the other safeties on this team. We know they like to play three safeties. I think that would be a great signing at a fraction of the price. I'm honestly stunned he's still available. The whole the whole safety market to me is is stunning the way that they're it, getting a raw deal. They it, really are. They're it, really really good players, yeah. and they're getting left out in the cold. It and has, I've read stuff that like they're getting one year, three million dollar offers. I think the reason why is because there are two really good stud safeties that are sitting in the draft. Mm-hmm. That if for a team that needs a safety and is sitting anywhere between seven and fifteen. You're like, what if one of these guys is here? I don't want to. I don't want to. That's why I'll do a one-year deal with some, with you know, with Caro or whoever. Because, what if Derwin James is sitting there? Yep. What if Mika Fitzpatrick is there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think those two those two really cool. good. Is that does it drop off pretty much after that? Dave? Yeah. Um. And somewhat, David Mike. I mean, and you Amber. Can, you can. <laughs> You, you could make a pitch for, like, Justin Reed out of Stanford. Uh, or, uh, I've never heard of him, so there's probably a, not. There's a significant. Wayne Wayne Galden out of Tennessee is a second or third round guy Something. that a lot of people really love. But, if you yeah, want, it's, there's a gap. There's there's a gully there between the top two If you want a sure, If you want a surefire day one yeah. starter. Hey, guys. It's those but, two. But, yeah, no, it's okay. Hey, what's up, everybody in the entertainment district at the Star? <laughs> Hope you're having a fantastic Thursday <laughs> afternoon. Hey, um, how you doing out there? No, but I, I think that's a I think that's a realistic thought. I mean, the draft changes things. That's yeah. that just the conversations change, the prices change, and like I said, it's it's smart business. 
to wait until the draft to do something with Dez. But just me personally, I would love it's, to It's have annoying it being being hung out there. And I'm yeah. sure Dez feels the same way right now. Right. No, like we feel hung out there because we want to know and it yeah. helps us you do our job. So? Yeah. Well, imagine, I mean, Dez imagine is pretty him. certain that he's staying here. <laughs> or it seems like he knows no other way though. All his other his I posts. Think, I think Dez is just at peace with whatever happens, whether he's here or whether something. I mean, what what's he gonna do? I, so I think it's more so that. I was talking to Broadus last week. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what? Dez at peace. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't well, know about that. As at ever peace, <laughs> as at peace as he can be. Okay. Let's put it that way. I was talking to Broadus when we were driving around the last two days, and I was like, I can't imagine the Cowboys without Dez Bryant. Yeah. And I can't imagine Dez Bryant. Not having being a cowboy as part of his identity. No, I know. Like, that's in him. Yeah. Like, that's him. That's Lufkin. That's Oklahoma State. That's that guy. If he goes somewhere else, like, yeah, we joke, like, oh, he'll blow up for 15 touchdowns and make us rue the day that he left. But also, I mean, different guy, different situation, too. It's, yeah. it's hard to imagine Dez commuting to work in, <laughs> in, in North Pittsburgh. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's hard to picture that. It's yeah. just, he's such a Texas guy. I think the most damning thing that came out of – all the information we're tr we're just trying to read tea leaves yeah. like one day at Always. a time like this and that and then we got random uh, Yahoo.com guy saying oh they'll cut him for sure and I'm like who are you yeah <laughs> but the I've never heard your never, name never once heard your name in a respectable manner like who Actually, are, are you, you? Yeah. yeah how are you and then the the Sammy Watkins thing I can't get over that no it's that's bizarre I can't get over the we almost had Sammy Watkins Sammy Watkins didn't want to replace Dez. And, uh, no, everything's cool. We still definitely, definitely want him back forever and ever and ever. Like, yeah, that's the most that, – that's my first exhibit. You're saying if you tried to get, and the, get the a court replacement of law. for him. Yeah, yeah, you just tried to replace me. He didn't want to do it, but we're still cool, right? So you parted ways with him in your mind. In your mind, you said, yeah. you well, said goodbye. It's – all right, it's opening day in MLB. I'll try to use a baseball analogy. It's, Here he you know, goes. You come to the plate, and you need, you're needing a run. Maybe you got a guy on base in a crucial situation. First pitch fastball, you just – hack at it like mm -hmm. you're just trying to get it out of the park you miss you're you're down one in the count and it's like two outs so maybe you change your strategy there you're now you're just shorten up that swing now a little you're bit. just trying to get on base now you're yeah. trying to make the pitcher throw nine balls instead of just strike out on three pitches so you're explaining a heat check versus yeah. uh yeah. running a play you basically you, i mean you swing for the fences you don't get it you change your strategy a little yeah. bit i mean that's it's pretty that's the way i read it okay question when they got off the field at the end of last season, which was seems like a whole year ago, but it was only a couple months ago, Des Bryant and Standing Pat or Alan Hearns and a – I'm not going to give you a first-round wide receiver. I'm going to give you a second-round Anthony Miller, DJ Chark type character. Is that a better team? Ooh, Hearns or the second-round No, Hearns and, and a second-round. Hearns round and round a second-round rookie or Des. Yeah. And Dez and the rest of the guys stay pat like they probably are gonna. No, yeah, I think I think it is better. You think I think, the Dez side's better. No, I think the Hearn, I think Hearns, and then because you, you're getting younger, you are. You're getting younger all the way around. And you're there, getting so. cheaper eventually once the yeah. dead money clears. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that's the 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 better route. I think. I mean, I want to know who that second round guy is. It's well. I, Maybe I, DJ Moore. Let's say DJ Moore just to make you more interested. No, Stop. Dave's not going <laughs> to. It makes me less interested because it's impossible. Dave, Dave is not going to let that happen. DJ Moore's not following. The he's picket. trying to will him into like the top 15. DJ Moore, if he's not the pick at 19, he's going at 20. Going to get you a little conductor hat. But, no, I mean, DJ Kirk, Moore on it. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is That's a guy I would, I would draft at 50. I would draft mm -hmm. Christian Kirk. With this team right now. 
I mean, and you got two slot guys. I don't love it. Three slot guys. You actually. don't have to have three slot guys. Yeah, it's, it's true. true. I don't. I don't. Tr me personally, I'm, I'm scared about trying to push to translate Christian Kirk's game to the pros. So that's just like, but I'm not an expert. That's just how I feel. But if you told me Hearns and a, and a second round draft pick, on top of what they already have, like from a salary cap standpoint. Uh, from a youth standpoint, I feel better about it. And, I mean, there's no way around it. Based on the way they played last year, it's hard for me to just be like, well, obviously Des is better. I mean, like, yeah. how, where, where are you justifying that with? Yeah, just show me, show me where he was. In the yeah. last, and if, you, if, if it's not inside the 10-yard line throwing a, yeah. throwing a jump ball, Cause I, I don't know if it's there. I just There, there were so <laughs> many plays left on the field right. last year well, that it's just hard to ignore. I think we need to be fair. The whole passing game needs to get better. Of course, Des didn't stop learning how to run routes no, and all no. that stuff. I hey. mean, this is, uh, this is, it's everything's changed when Tony left and Dax come in, and and the first year everything they did was gold. And are we just worrying too much about the wide receiver position in general when we know the identity of this team? True. And which I think, I mean, to go back to what Jerry said, I, I think he's right. If if the line's playing well and Zeke's doing his thing, the re nobody cared that Des only had 800 yards and eight touchdowns in 2016. Like, he did his thing. He caught three or four balls a year, played well, and the running game took center stage. Like, that's fine. And I think they can win that way yeah. with Des or with somebody else. Um, but, but your backup plan needs to always work. Your backup plan, in my opinion, should be a better O-line and a better running game. That's why I, I love what they did with their O-line signings. That's why I still think guard is a draft priority, and that's why I would draft a running back this year. Let's jump to that, but I want to add one more thing on the, on the Dez Allen Hearns thing. People look at Allen Hearns, they see 88, they see 6'3", they see a big body kind of receiver. Yeah. 73% of his routes last year were ran out of the slot. Yeah, absolutely. That's not where Dez plays. Not He's never played in there. Well, now, bit, do we have a different idea much, for him? Do we, do we, does Sanjay get him and go, yeah, you're not playing in there. You're going outside. You're opposite Dez. That's how this works. I'm just telling you, both those guys can be on the field at the same time. Uh, they can, for true, sure. But uh, has Hearns ever been the best receiver on his team? Uh, whenever Allen Robinson got hurt that one entire year, I think. He was the best receiver yeah. on the team still running out of the slot? Uh, that year, I don't know. See, I don't know on that, and, and that that's, year. And that's, and, you know, if he comes to, to Dallas with, with Dez, mm -hmm. you know, you can make the argument who's the best receiver. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, but the thing about it is, is you know where Cole's going to line up. Yep. That's where Cole's going to be or Switzer or whatever. So Yeah, there's no, there's no maybes on that. Yeah. Like Cole Beasley's slot hey, guy. They said they had a great wide receivers coach. Yeah. Sanjay Lau is supposed to be a great teacher, and that's what, that's what he's got. He's got a lot of people now to, to, to work with. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens with the draft. I mean, w there's about nine or ten receivers right now, and we haven't even gotten to, to pick a guy and get, get three or four free agents. Yeah. It's going to be a crowded room in, uh, in Oxnard this year, there's no doubt. Which no doubt. I'm going to throw in one more thing, if I may, because, I mean, you're of course. talking about Dez speculating on his future, guessing whether or not he's going to get cut. Like, it's and some of it's warranted, but it, it's the classic scapegoat phenomenon. I mean, Dez was three lockers down from Brandon Carr for the you know the whole time they've been here at the Star, and I think were the secondary's problems Brandon Carr's fault entirely while he was here. No, but he had the biggest cap hit by far, and that's just kind of that's the burden you bear when you when the team's not living up to expectations. All right, let's knock out one of these breaks, and uh, on the other side, let's talk about Cameron Fim Fleming. How to get your five best offensive linemen on the field? Yep. What is Marcus Martin doing? And then we'll uh, give you a behind-the-scenes look at the Texas Triangle Tour. That's what we're calling that thing we did the last uh, 72 hours. So we'll be uh, right back on Cowboys Break. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. 
You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. You heard the man. We're back. Cowboys break out here celebrating the three-day grand opening of the entertainment district here at the Star at Frisco. Pat Green concert coming along. We got people contributing. Uh, kind of roast the City Works, Concrete Cowboy, Cow Tipping Creamery. Creamery. I'm just reading them in alphabetical order. Sorry if I leave any out. Canes. Canes. Lincoln. Get you a car. Get your boots. Get you fed. I'm gonna say we were talking about boots. They sell them right over Lucchese. there. Casey. Got some eyewear. I'm glad Very you generic. It. it just says eyewear. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, come out here. Enjoy the grand opening with us at the Entertainment Sushi. District. Sushi. The weather is great, despite what our co-host Amber. Yeah, she is freezing. Seems to think. A bit cold. Yeah, you heard me. I did say it was great for America. For America, like <laughs> it's, it's great for everybody. Yeah, it's great for all the people. Um, all right, we'll be with you for another uh, what, 30, 40 minutes. We'll see how this goes. Thank you for uh, coming out here. I see you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Actually, um, this is just the start. Is this the start? Yeah, no, we're out here for 30, 40 minutes, and then we get, like, the good shows going, right? I don't know about that. Oh, okay. All right. I think it's all I cannot wait for Broadus to be out here sweating. Oh, Lord. We got the draft show. We got uh, these boots are made for talking. The Dallas Cowboys cheerleader show. Oh, I left my bucket hat at home today. Oh, dear. Brian needs his bucket hat. We got talking Cowboys right after this to entertain you all day. Nate Newton's going to be joining. That's going to be awesome. Yep. Can't wait. Well, I'm Mike Marshall. He's Nick Eatman. That's Ambar Garcia, and that is David Hellman. And uh, still talking Cowboys, as you might imagine. Um, all right, so Cameron Fleming. Something came out that was kind of interesting to me, either yesterday or the day before, because everyone was saying, okay, three and three something million, three or three and one, a half. One year, three and a half. One year, three and a half for a starting right tackle. Like, the money doesn't make sense if he's going to be a starting right tackle. And then you find out there's a little clause in his contract that can bump him up a whole million dollars. There you go. If, he's a, uh, if he starts the majority of the games a right tackle. 
Tell me how we get our, uh, our best five offensive linemen on the field, Nick. Well, I think that it's, it's great competition, and it all starts to me with Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith is the guy that, you know, he was hurt three or four games. Well, he was hurt probably 10 to 12 games last yeah. year, but missed uh, three or four games last year, and that really just kind of held them hostage all season long. And so I think that when you're, you're trying to figure out how do we make sure we've got some depth at the tackle position, Fleming looks like the guy that could come in and start, but I don't think Lyle Collins is ready to just give that position up, nor should he. So I think we're going to have a good a battle there. Marcus Martin's going to be able to, to compete at the guard spot. Maybe Lyle slides in there. Maybe they draft someone. So we don't really know who all the guys in place are, but how do you – to answer the question, you go out there and Oxnard and, and you compete. And you, you, and you get a chance to, to play in the game. You don't, don't, you know, you see Dak Prescott when he's trying to throw, make sure he's standing after the play. Because if mm -hmm. he's down on the ground, then that's not good for you as a lineman. Yep. What do you think, Dave? I would like to think that this team learned a lesson from what happened last year. Because I, I, the thought of best five makes me nauseous, to be completely honest with you. And, and at the end of the day, I don't care if it's Cam Fleming or Lyle Collins, but with that signing, I think you have three really quality tackles. You have three guys who could probably start at all three spots. I mean, Tyron definitely can, and I think the other two probably could in a pinch. You're going to move even – let's say Fleming even wins the job. You're going to move Lyle to guard? I mean, isn't that what they did with Chaz Green last year? Didn't he play pretty well at tackle when that was the only thing he was supposed to be doing, and wasn't he not good at it when they needed him later? Wouldn't you rather have three guys who can handle two jobs as opposed to just, all right, we're, we're good here, even though our left tackle's been hurt the last two years. We're good. We'll move you. And now we've got two good tackles instead of three. I hate that. I really don't like it. Um, I, think I think it's getting out over your skis a little bit. It's, it's, it's presumptuous at best. Yeah. I mean, if Tyron Smith had never missed a game in his career, I'd be all for it. But that's not the case. That's not the reality you're living in. Assuming that Cameron Fleming is a better starting right tackle at this very moment than Lyle Collins – Maybe it's true, but come week five when you don't have a left tackle yeah, and you just assume you can reshuffle everybody and everything and just be fine. I get that. Either way, I mean, you know, let's say, again, Fleming beats Lyle. Seven, eight million is a lot of money to pay your backup tackle. It's better than the alternative, in my opinion. And, you know, that's, that's pro football. These guys can live with it if that's the way the cookie crumbles. But I don't like the thought of turning a strength into a weakness by shuffling guys around, especially you drafted a guy in Marcus Martin who is capable of starting, and that's, you know, I told Amber in the first segment, I would still maybe not pick 19, but somewhere in the draft I would draft a guard and try to have a competition there too. But I don't like, you know, tackle looks like a position of strength right now, and I don't like the thought of weakening it. So in your scenario of Lyell not winning the job on the right, right side, who's your left guard? Well, Marcus Martin or a draft pick. That's my point. Yeah. Hmm. I just, I and don't, with maybe, this team. Maybe Lyle can do that job better than those guys. But again, I love the knowledge that I've got a capable backup tackle. That is worth a lot in the NFL for a lot of reasons. I think, Mike, I think you hit it on the head there. I, I, to me, the swing tackle Thanks, Nick. is going to be um, Fleming. I think he's Fleming? the swing tackle. Okay. Unless he just, I mean, He's going to be coached by a guy named Mark Colombo who was supposed to be the fourth tackle one year in 2005, and he comes out and he's just better than everyone else, and he ends up playing like six years. So if Fleming is that guy, that's fine. But I think we know who the best and smartest football coach in, in the, the world is, and he didn't really decide to want him. So I, I don't know if if I don't I don't know if if it's. A given he's going to come in and start at right tackle. I think he's your swing tackle. And, you know, the quotes coming out of the owners' meetings are that they're going to let it resolve itself, like may the best man win, which they should. My, my hope 
you know, when training camp rolls around or when training camp ends is that it's Tyron, Travis, Zach, Lyle, Fleming as your swing. And then, like I said, may the best man win between Marcus Martin, a draft pick, uh, Joe Looney, if they want to give him a shot. Or they don't want to they, give I him a shot. I don't think they do, but if they do, throw him in there too. Or Why not? Even, yeah. Hey, hey! If if you want to go back to the Chaz Greenwell, whatever, just have a let let the best man win at left guard okay. and don't move the rest of these guys. The sun's getting kind of crazy on you there, Dave. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, if, like if you said something going Shadow back guy? to going back to the Chaz Greenwell, I think really will calm down. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm weary no. of using. Chaz Green Atlanta game as the rule, though. I agree. I I, I think I mean, that's the exception. I think you put almost anybody out there that day at left tackle, mm. and you don't get six sacks from Adrian Claiborne. And I don't think that is should the, be the rule. I should be the exception that happened one time, and it scarred us so bad that we're, like, I adjusting mean, the offensive wait, wait, line. It, it's only happened, like, three times in the history of professional yeah, football. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I understand the exception to the rule thing on three sacks. Like, what happened to him, like, the year before in Chicago or whenever he filled in for Tyron? Oh, that's my point. That was fine. He, he did, well, you could make the argument that the position change messed with his abilities. He, yeah. I mean, so that's the one thing that that's, no, that's the variance in there. I am not ready to close the book on Chaz Green being a capable football. No, player. he's going to be here next year. But I, well, I think that probably depends on how training camp plays out. But yeah, I'm, I am ready to close the book on depending him on him to potentially play left tackle for me. Like I, I mean, if they, like I said, if they want to throw him into the mix at left guard, I don't care. Whatever, give him a chance. But, um, but I wouldn't lean on him as as my plan A or B, probably. I this team, they don't play the Rams this year. No, thank maybe, God. Maybe in preseason. <laughs> mm. oh, but I'm, that I'm would not, be, that'd be interesting to you see. Guys, you guys know how I feel about playing starters. I'm not playing starters in an exhibition game against Sue and Donald. Just no. <laughs> we do have the Bucks this year, though. That's J- true. JPP. Yeah, that's true. In the house now. Nice. Yeah. We ran into Mike Evans down there. At Point that, to that game. That Texas Triangle Tour. Yeah. Hung, oh. out, hung out with Mike Evans. Yeah. I was, well, you know, nice guy. Cool. Cool come, dude. He's coming here. He wanted to. <laughs> he's coming. He's coming here this season. He said. Yeah. He said, "What's going on with Des?" And we were yeah, like, like oh, "You tell me, you bro." Tell us. Yeah. He'll probably answer your text. Seriously, how many times do you get that question? Just in uh, any always, anything. always. So se- seriously, what's going on with Des? Like, yeah. I, we're not. We're not holding anything back. Like, I don't we're know, telling Mom, you everything just, we know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, Mom. Can I just sit here and, and hang out with you? And yeah. She wants to know about Des. Everybody wants to know about yeah, Des. Always. Sure. I don't. I mean, I don't blame it. I mean, it's no, the. It is. It, it was. It's like Tony Romo last year. Like you can't deal with anything else going on around this team until you answer that question. Mm-hmm. To put a bow on the, uh, the offensive line ads in this situation, I think it's pretty savvy what they've done. I like it a lot. You That's, create competition. Yeah. You figure it out as you go. You let competition dictate how your lineup is going to work. And that's how football is supposed to happen, right? It is. Uh, I draw. I make a caveat with the thought of position changes and, again, like messing with your depth. I don't love that. But I, the signings they've made to their O-line overall, I love it. And I think, you know, people were worried about the strength of it. I think when the draft is done, you're going to look at the line and think like, oh, yeah, these guys are going to kick some butt this year. And it's turned that unit, to me, into one of the one or two best units on the football team again. No matter what happens in the draft. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's I, I agree. And, and you, that's your identity. You know, you look at Philadelphia and, and, and they lost probably their best lineman. They still went and won the Super Bowl because there was no drop off and or there was probably a small drop off. But uh, and that, that's what you're trying to do. You know, injuries are going to happen. And, and I think that they've created some some strong depth there at the offensive line position. So and if everything goes right and Tyron plays 16 
and Lell plays 16 at right tackle. You're not going to sit there week seven and go, dang, I wish we weren't paying Cameron Fleming three and a half. No. Yeah. Nobody's going to care. We would be like, man, that was smart that yeah. they got themselves such a nice insurance Good policy. job, Good job, guys. That well, guy really helps in the jumbo again, package, too. Again, go back to Philadelphia. Nobody would have cared. Nobody would care if they would have won the Super Bowl with Wentz and had $3 million or whatever with Foles. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's that's kind of what they did. A quarterback's yeah. obviously a different position, but I mean, you're just trying to protect yourself. It's why people buy insurance for their house and car. You want insurance, and that's that's what I think Fleming could do. The things you worry about when you go nine and seven. Yep, yep. that's the kind of stuff. Because nine and seven is like, you know, especially with a six-game suspension to your best offensive mm-hmm. player. You know, two two wins here, and, and you're not in your playoffs and. Probably Dez's numbers could be the exact same thing, but if you were eleven and five and made the playoffs, I don't oh, think of course. we'd be talking about this. Of course, it's it's the problem of the offense as a whole. Right. And you look at the highest paid guy, and it's easy to point at him and go, "Yep, that's the problem." Yep. It's not it's not more complicated than that to me. No. The problem that I that I have with with this team and the cap structure is that your your quarterback's making about a million and a half, you know, a year, mm-hmm. and, and most of these teams that are dealing with twenty million dollar quarterbacks is still getting everything under the cap because he's not going to be making $1.5 million for long. No. Right. So. Yeah, you need to take advantage of that. Right. you got to jump on that. You'd like to think so. All right, so yesterday the uh, Cowboys coaching staff, basically as a whole almost, outside of our, uh, our guy Keith O'Quinn, who we were hanging out with yesterday, were down in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama for not, a, not an Alabama Pro Day. That was already over. This was a private, hey, we're going to set up shop. At your your univer, univer, university, good you God! Go. Third time. Um, we're gonna we're gonna take residency here. We're gonna be the RA, telling you to clean your bathroom for one day, <laughs> and uh, so they went down to Alabama. Obviously, what eight to ten draftable guys down there? I think more draftable guys than that, probably. I mean, Texas had seven or eight draftable guys. Bama yeah. probably got twelve or thirteen, if I had to guess. And the last time they did something like this was two years ago. When they went to Ohio State for Bosa, for uh, what Malik Hooker, for Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. Because they had the fourth overall pick. Now I look at the guys on the Alabama list, and 19's a little rich for Rashawn Evans to me. 19's a little rich for Deron Payne, the guy everyone remembers because the uh, the playoff games in college football that he had, he just destroyed people. Mika Fitzpatrick interests me a lot if you're talking about moving up a little bit. Moving up? Yeah. And I would go down there and send my entire coaching staff to look at a guy that I would consider moving up for. Yeah. And, you know, the, Calvin Ridley is also. Right, Ridley. In, yeah, in Ridley fits too. in there. He seems to be dropping down a little bit into that range of 19 and probably even past that. Uh, but who knows? I mean, who, who knows? what This time of year, all, all it takes is guys saying one or two things, trying to position these players around. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, if it's, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of moving up uh, to, to that range. But, you know, if safety is still a position of need, I mean, what you're probably going to have to throw your first and your second round pick to, to go get that. Something Depending like on that. what spot. I, I mean – I think Mink is going to go high enough that it might take more than that. In I saw him at 13, the last one I looked at. Okay. okay, okay. how about this? How about you're sitting there and 13, the first 12 picks are, are, are gone, and mm-hmm. he's still there. You could trade that 19th pick and your second-round pick to move up to that spot, and you could take him. Or Sounds a lot like Mo Claiborne or, to me. Or at this point, 
Seattle's just getting antsy. <laughs> Here he goes with Seattle again. And all you have to do is get, you, you, you give them a second. Just one second. But then you gotta, then you got to pay yeah, the pay man. Him. Okay. That is the greatest hype. It's a great hypothetical because, yeah, you're essentially spending the same resources on a 29-year-old 20, who's going to cost you a boatload of money who you know is a great player or a 23-year-old who's not going to cost you anything in the relative scheme of things who might be a great player. Might be a great player. That's, I, I don't know. And I don't I, Cause you could just convince because me he went to way. Alabama doesn't mean he's going to be a great player. No, I mean, but it, it certainly could mean that. It could, but I'm just saying that there's there's cases out there of, of these dominating players that that come sure. and at, on it for a team for as good as they are in the college game. Like Alabama's track track record's not awesome, but no, Julio Jones went to Bama. Uh, Landon, Landon Collins, Collins went to Bama. Like there are yeah. some damn good players that come out of there too for all the misses that they've had. I mean, if they mow Claiborne. Minka Fitzpatrick, and they say best defensive player in the draft, and he starts getting to twelve. I'm doing it. I'm I'm in. And I don't like trading up either, to be honest with you. But I think there's a sizable gap between the first ten to twelve talents in this draft, and then what comes after that. So I'm in. Especially, and I know a lot of there's a lot of doom and gloom among the fan base. It seems like, but I don't think this team is that many pieces away from being really, really good. No, I don't either. And so, I mean, give me a guy. If, if that's the guy that you think is going to be a badass in a starting spot, bring him on. That being said, that's why I would go and, and actually pay for a veteran for that, for that reason alone. Yeah. Is that They'll get you a Charles good. Haley. Yeah. Maybe, I not, think, maybe not as crazy. <laughs> I think this, Hold on, is Charles around? Is he, he where probably is, he? is where with is all he? this well, stuff going on. Well, he's not because here. his dog would be running through. He's going to come storming out of the Lucchese store and <laughs> trade a fight. <laughs> there's some, I mean, th that's something I've seen go around a little bit, and I think there's some truth to it. Like, I mean, obviously this is a really young team. You've got your veteran leadership. I mean, Jason Witten's here, but this team doesn't have a guy that's even played in the Super Bowl. Well, Cameron Fleming now. Yeah, you there's a guy. One. You got one. Uh, this defense has so many youngsters on it that I think that could benefit them greatly is if you could bring in a guy who's kind of been been there before and can impart some wisdom on you. But is that worth $9 million a year or more than that because Earl would need a new contract? I don't, I don't know. That's for, the, for the record, if it's just a second, I'm on, I'm on Nick's boat over here. If it's just As opposed to a first and a second? Yeah, yeah, opposed to a first and a second for a guy that might be, you know, a stud no, you're, safety. You're right. Price tag goes down when drafting. It always does. Seattle doesn't have a, second, have a second or, yeah. or a third. You jump in there. I mean, so I, li I like the pieces that we have on the defense. I like how they're building it. I think they can be good. Not a top five unit, but maybe top 15 unit. You throw Earl Thomas in there. That's the rug that pulls the room together. Yeah. Is okay. what that is. Jeffrey Lebowski. <laughs> uh, no, two yeah. people got that reference. I'm You're in. welcome, folks. I'm in. I got it, the dude. So let's uh, let's give the folks and uh, Nick and Ambar a little behind the scenes of what we did the last uh, 48, 72 hours, Dave. And I don't mean leave your toiletries in College Station. I did do that. Thank yeah. you for telling the world. I'm just I reminding you so you can get them shipped back. No, I'm, I need to do that. I'm You're just right. like a good friend um, over here. Wait, yeah. you just let you left your toothbrush in Austin. Uh, Hasn't station. brushed his teeth since. College so so you're, you're going to get them to ship it back and not go to the store and get. Well, no, I mean, I got contacts in there. I got solution. Oh, I got man. hair cream. I got all kinds oh, of stuff in there. How did he do his hair today? 
Guys, I invest in backup products. It's fine. <laughs> Jeez. There you go. We, we talked about backups all day long. Yeah, you yeah. need a good backup. That's yeah. right. You went to your Cam Fleming product. and <laughs> You don't use your hair cream as face wash. You know, you keep backups. You don't just move your depth around. That's my point. It's got to jump off for everything. Yeah. Ne next cream up. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we went down to College Station Monday night. Yeah. Because the them Texas Aggies were having a pro day Tuesday morning. Uh, what was it? Nine to twelve is kind of yeah. what it was scheduled. Something like that. Which means check-ins like eight. So you're getting up at six, six thirty. Yeah. No. It was it was a really cool look into the you know the world of scouting, and that's you know I keep going back to like we did it for two days. These guys do it for like nineteen days. Yeah, we're I just mean, tired. They, no, ready it's to like one after the other. Like uh, the scouts we were with, one of them took caught a flight to Provo, Utah, on Wednesday yep. afternoon. Like left Texas's facility, got on a plane to Utah. Yeah, me and Dave are like, get us home. Whatever bus is going directly to Frisco, we yeah. want to come home. Yeah. And our and our and our guy Sam and Walter. Sam was like, all right, time to go to San Antonio. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. And then Walter's like, oh, I got a six o'clock to Utah. And I'm like, wow. no, oh, man, no. We <laughs> just did like back to back like <laughs> ten hour days just straight through but it's really cool like getting to know those guys a little bit and them being cool enough and nice enough with us to let us just pick their brain what are you looking at wide receiver what do you like what are you trying to do here like there are a thousand dudes standing over there like doing the same exact job why do we need two of you guys here what are you doing um what player did you come down here to see they didn't tell us directly obviously no we tried <laughs> but we tried we tried to get them to slip up but it was really neat. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. It, it, not that they haven't had great players, but this year Texas A&M, I think, was pretty obvious who they're there to see. Yeah, There's, no, well. Dave, well you, you made it sound like there wasn't a lot of guys. There's there, two. There, there were two that that's who people were there to see. And we're not talking about people were joking. You know, Johnny Manziel was there, and all the scouts were like, that's pro personnel. He's no longer college scouting's problem. I forgot he was there. He's pro personnel. Right. But. Christian Kirk, your guy, uh, took a hard look at him. Armani Watts is another guy. Uh, and then Texas had six or seven guys. I know a lot of our fans uh, love Malik Jefferson, took a hard look at him. Um, lots to like. No, I mean, uh, lots to like about both schools, really. Like I said, I mean, I think um, Texas was quality or quantity over quality, mm -hmm. and AM was a little more quality over quantity, but definitely some good-looking prospects at both spots. It's weird to talk to the kids, and they get advice from everywhere, right? Like everyone's trying to tell them, they've got they got an agent, they got a they got a family friend that used to play in the league, they got this, they got that, and to see what they did, like Armani Watts put on 20 pounds between the Senior Bowl and his pro day. Yeah, and guys are like, why? What are you doing? Who who gave you this advice? Somebody told him he's going to play linebacker. Yeah, someone someone said you're going to be a Arizona Cardinal yeah. linebacker. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get down the box. We're gonna use you as a tweener in a 3-4. Who are you most impressed with at, uh, at A&M? Kirk, just because that's, I mean, that's what everybody was there to see. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. It's it's like Broadus always says it's like ice cream. Like, I don't, I don't love him. I, do, I just, it's kind of like the whole T.J. Watt thing, which is a terrible analogy because he actually had a fantastic rookie season. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people were worried, can he put his hand in the dirt? I'm worried about moving Christian Kirk outside. And this team doesn't need slot receivers. Uh, so I worry about just expecting him to do something he didn't really do in college on a regular basis in the pros. But there's no question that he's a dynamic athlete. Cool moment when they uh, they went outside. So they're inside in this bubble. 
and you're getting all these workouts, you're getting routes run, you're getting 40s, you're getting shuttle drills, and they start taking everybody outside because both teams had punters. It was uh, Trapuco from A&M and uh, Dixon, uh, Australian kid from Texas, who actually came out early as a punter. He's going to be a day two pick as a punter. Yeah. That's crazy. It's insane. And so they go outside and they start kicking to Christian Kirk. And the only special teams guy there is our special teams guy. It's Keith. And watching Keith do hands-on drills of what he wants to see a returner do, he'd walk over there and say, no, do it this way. I'm going to do this to you. Face that way, the ball's coming the opposite direction. I'm going to tell you when to turn around. You turn around and go track the ball. That's the kind of stuff they're looking for. Yeah. And no. Christian Kirk was awesome at that. And don't they have another workout with him? Uh, they went down. Yep. Uh, some members of the staff went down and worked him out yesterday, actually, which that's, you know, that's another thing people forget about is, like, these pro days are scheduled for one day in March, but these guys schedule workouts with every team. Not every team. Not but, I mean, stop. if you're a good prospect, you might have anywhere from 10 to 15 private workouts with teams. So, you know, Cowboys like, oh, the Cowboys didn't have anybody at A&M's pro day. Don't worry. They're going down there to look at Christian Kirk right. in private. So. Yep. And then Texas was a little weirder because they got a fence, and basically they're practicing down there by the police car, and we're over here. Wow. And you kind of got to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And they let you slide down the sideline a little bit, and then they're like, no, 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 get back. So it was, it was a little weirder, but it was a cool experience. That's once, once Tom Herman showed up and uh, some other, like, Texas, uh, you know, big heads showed up, and the, the, the university's guys had to pay attention to them, they didn't care what we were doing. Yeah. We were sitting on the field, like, as a guy's running his drills, like, right next to our scouts and just going, what's that? What's that? What is that? What's wrong here? Whenever they'd make a noise. So it was really cool. It was interesting. But to go back to your original point, you know, Alabama, not that we got to go, but if you can, if there's a sports book that takes bets on that, I'm going and putting money that the Cowboys draft a Bama player. I just, I mean, okay, you don't do that. And I'm not saying it's going to be at 19, but – They'll draft one of those guys, I bet. So where are we going to see this Texas Triangle and when? Well, I'm going out of town next Thursday, so it'll be done by then. Why? Why? Yeah, why, Mike? Getting married. You know. Why? Settling down, Nick. Wow. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Okay. The old pertinent, Brian ah. pertinent question. <laughs> that was a broadest question. The old pertinent question. <laughs> well, awesome. All right, let's knock out our final break. When we come back here on Cowboys Break, we'll, uh, we'll do something fun. How about that? That work for you guys? Dance. Okay, I'm going to play the drums. If you want to dance, you can do whatever you want. Uh, Pat's going to come by and say no thanks. <laughs> All right, next on Cowboys Break. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare care brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. 
I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com slash cowboy to find a retailer nearest What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back. To the break. We're back. You heard the man. We're back. I'm Mike Marshall. His Nick. E- he is Nick Eatman. That's Ampar Garcia, and that is David Hellman. And this is uh, the Cowboys break out here live in person in the uh, entertainment district of Frisco. Free day event. Come out here. Have some fun with us. How about that? Um, I hear. I hear they're giving away free samples at places. I don't know if that helps people come out, but I hear free samples. I've heard that from nobody, and I think you're just pressuring these people. Not into giving true. away free food. Not true. There's I'm going to go try okay. now that you said it. Okay. I'm gonna go get now a that mambo. you said something. I'm going to go get a mambo taxi. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, we'll wrap just... up here. Mambo taxi. Yeah. About two of those, you'll be on the floor. Yeah. How many margarita references did he make in his press conference? He made a lot. Jerry. Marg's on the mind. Mr. Jones was in rare form today. It was mm. really. It was the most entertaining introductory press conference I've ever yeah. been at. I love it. It was great. Spice it up. Talking about margaritas. What's your, what's your pick on, uh, on margarita, Ambar? What kind are you going with? I don't like tequila. You don't like tequila at all? No. no? I'm a whiskey. Wow. Whiskey. Okay. <laughs> I don't do tequila. Okay. No. Can we get some. Can we Interesting. Mention some whiskeys and get some free samples of that, or yeah. how does that work? We got we got some of that in the works, don't we? Yeah, we do. For the draft show. It's the Cowboys official whiskey. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Johnny what? Walker flu. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm just guessing. I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, we got a couple other shows coming up after us. We got Talking Cowboys. We got the draft show. Dave will be back out. Sure do. Sweatier than ever. I feel fine, to be honest with you. Okay. But and then uh, I wonder why. Sorry. These boots are made for talking. The Dallas Cowboys Cheerleader Show will wrap up the day out here for you to entertain you for a whole afternoon. Having a great time. There's Mickey staring a hole through everyone. <laughs> He's like, wrap it up. No swagnola. Yeah, swagrola out there in the middle of the parking lot. <laughs> um, all right, so a little bit of news besides the margaritas. Yes. At the uh, press conference, ribbon cutting, whatever you want to call it, from the Jones family. And the news is Randy Gregory working on reinstatement possibility that he could you? be playing as soon as next football season i don't know if it qualifies as like breaking news or just a repackage hit, hit the sounder of, yeah it, i mean uh jerry jerry jones did talk about randy gregory said you know he's preparing to apply uh, apply for reinstatement with the league no timeline timetable on what that means but uh there is reason to hope he could be available for 2018s i mean it's it's as plainly as anybody's said that to this point like it's as plain language as there has been about randy's situation but uh, I'm taking all of that with a grain of salt until I see some real movement. But it is, you know, and that, you know, Stephen Jones said at the combine that 
you have to prepare for the worst case scenario, which is that he won't be available. You know, you're not banking on him to be available, but obviously that would be a, a tremendous boost to the pass rush if he if he were to make it back. Do you care uh, if Randy's back? Uh, I mean, yeah, if he's back, I'm, I'm I think that Charles Tapper has a better chance to contribute to this team than than uh, I'd agree with Gregory. That. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't really think that's going to happen either. So okay. I'm just saying that both of them, I mean, believe it when you see it type thing. And, and you know, he's got to deal with a lot more things than, than just being a good football player. So of course. if he can get to that point, that that's great. You know what? We've seen it in Cleveland. We saw. I never thought Josh Gordon would ever play again, good point. And, he, and he did. So if Randy Gregory can, can go that route, that would be great. And, you know, he he would uh, he would help this, this pass rush for sure. Michael Vick came back from jail. Prison, not just prison. jail. Prison with prison. a capital P. Dave knows the difference. <laughs> I love that that's just getting thrown out this whole Yeah, prison. Yeah, prison. Nice. Real prison. In the back. All right, we're about out of time. Anything else we need to get that's to? It. No. Okay, I'm sweating. I got a coat on. <laughs> you did good work. Thanks, good. Dave. You're no, uh, yeah, you're in, I mean, Derek, Derek's not that awesome at this. Like, I thought you did a good job. Wow. I'm going to email that to him. Good. No, he, he's, on he's watching, so, uh, <laughs> hey, I, I think Derek thinks you did a great job. I say those things just for you, Derek. All right, All right. well, thank you, guys. That was fun. Don't Up go next, anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Talking Cowboys with the Swag Roller. And then we got the draft show yeah. with Broadus. Yeah. Wearing a bucket hat. And then we got cheerleaders he out here. He have the bucket hat. He'll get it. Go get yeah. your bucket hat. <laughs> He'll what get are you it. doing? All right. Thanks, guys. We're out of here. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?